Would you stand with us? Let's welcome the Lord. Welcome each other. Turn to somebody and give them a big smile. Tell them you're glad they're here. We want to welcome our online family. You mean so much to us. We are honored by your visit as well. Uh, we love you guys so much. We're so thankful. Pastor Ken's been preaching about the blood of Jesus. Pastor Jazz has been singing about the blood of Jesus. And I was reading today from 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19 that reminds us that we have not been redeemed with mere silver and gold, but we've been bought by God with the precious blood of Jesus, the blood, the spotless Lamb of God. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. 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 Well, let's invite the Holy Spirit come and fill this room. We believe He's present now, but how many knows that He can keep coming? How many believes there's more? And there's more, and there's more. Can you say it? And there's more, and there's more. So Holy Spirit, we lift our voices together in this room today. Every space, every square inch, fill, saturate, move in every heart and every life. Lord, we're believing for salvations. We're believing for signs and wonders and miracles. And we thank you right now for the power of your presence. And you have already made us overcomers by your blood. And we stand in faith today. We receive today everything that your word has promised us in Jesus' name. Can you say amen and lift your voice? Come on, let's give him glory as Pastor Jazz comes. Come on and put your hands together for Jesus.
every day But I'm watching while I play No matter the attack I will turn back This means war
you that you've won every battle. Thank you, Lord, that by the blood of Jesus we are victorious. Thank you, Lord, that you're never surprised. We trust you. I was a wretch. I remember who I was. I was lost. I was blind. I was running out of time. Sin separated. The breach was far too wide. But from the far side of the chasm, you held me in your side. So you
serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We lift your hands and say how great. How great is our God. Sing with me. How great is our God. And all oh, see how great. How great is our God. Come on, he's great and great.
Come on, lift your voice one more time. How great is our God? How great is our God? Come on, if you love Jesus today, give him the praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You're worthy, Jesus. We crown you with praise, oh God. Oh, we bless you, Lord, in your sanctuary. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. Welcome our Regeneration National Choir.
that's powerful. Some talented singers and musicians, but when you combine that with the anointing, it just takes it to a whole nother level. I could listen to that all day. I, uh, I was praying and I felt the Lord begin to speak to me. And so I'll just, I'll share, share with you what I heard the Lord say. The fragrance of God's presence will fill the earth. It is causing the dead things to come alive again. Quit looking back at those things which have died and been broken. It's like I could see, it's like I could see the people of the Lord, and it's like they were on their knees, huddled over, and they had ashes in their hands. And it's things that the enemy had, had plundered and killed and taken. And they're saying, Lord, look at this, look at these ashes, look what the enemy has done. And God is saying, it's almost like a like a distraction, saying, Look at this, look at this. And God is saying, I need you to get your eyes off that and to look at me. Isaiah chapter 43 verse 18 says, do not remember the past events. Pay no attention to things of old. Look, I'm about to do something new. Even now it is coming. Do you not see it? God is making new and better than what it was before. He's resurrecting some things, but many things, he's just making it new and better than what it was. And the Lord says to quit looking to the old systems and the old ways. I am not in them or among them. I will not go through them, lest a man say, I have accomplished this by the strength of my arm. The Lord says, I am coming by my own path. Don't you know the Lord yearns? to be among his people God says guard yourselves for the enemy knows that I am doing something but he does not know what I am doing for I have hidden it he seeks to devour my people put away your murmuring and your distractions God says I have heard your words wait on me for I am coming soon and I am on the way listen for me amen God is so faithful. I tell you, what he's going to do is going to blow our minds. It's going to exceed every dream, every expe expectation. You don't have to know how God is going to do it. You don't have to figure it out. Just give God your yes and say thank you and watch him amaze you. Amen. We'll turn our hearts to giving this morning. If you want to stand to your feet, we'll say our offering declaration together. Because I am a tither and a giver, the windows of heaven are open to me, and God rebukes the devourer for my sake. I am blessed financially and receive a blessing that I cannot contain. I choose to sow cheerfully and bountifully, knowing I will reap bountifully. He makes me the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. The blessings of God are chasing me and overtaking me. Me. Because God loves to see me prosper, I am believing him for advancements, God ideas, blessings and increases, financial freedom and breakthroughs. Amen. Ushers, you may serve the people. Hello, Regeneration Nashville. Hello, Regeneration Nashville. If no one's told you they love you today, I want to be the first. I love you. I'm so uh, blessed and honored to have this opportunity to worship with you today. My goodness, the presence of the Lord. 
the presence of the Lord in this place. And it started in the prayer room. We were in the prayer room, and my goodness, there was just an eruption, a holy eruption of prayer and praise. And all of a sudden, we got a breakthrough, and there was a holy hush that came over that room. And I could just feel the Lord pouring in to his saints. And I knew that God was going to do something special, spectacular today in the Holy Ghost. And I believe that's for you today. I believe God's going to do something for somebody today. Do you receive that? Do you believe that? Uh, so I met some wonderful people. Let me see. So I met somebody from Minnesota. Is that right? Stand up, Minnesota, and let us welcome you. God bless you. I'm just so glad they're here so I get to say Minnesota. <laughs> we have friends from Florida. Florida, stand up and let us welcome you. Honored to have you. Oh, back here too. How wonderful. Glad to have you. Lord bless you. Um, we have uh, Pastor Cooper and his wife Janine from Marion, Illinois. Stand, let us welcome you. Amen. We have some friends from Louisiana. Stand up, Louisiana, and let us welcome Louisiana. God bless you. So after that, I can't remember. I don't know. I, huh? Well, we're all from Tennessee. We're in Tennessee. East Tennessee. Stand up, East Tennessee, and let us welcome you. Thank you. God bless you. Are we all from Tennessee? Who's from Kentucky? Oklahoma, stand up, Oklahoma. Glad to have you. God bless you. Uh, let's see. I, so I'm just going to do it. I have to do it. Where's Kentucky? I want all of Kentucky to stand. I just love this. <laughs> Welcome, Kentucky. God bless you. Glad to have you in the house of the Lord. Anybody else? Illinois. Yes, sir. Stand up, Illinois. Glad to have you. Honored to have you. God bless you. Anybody else? Texas. Where's Texas? Stand up, Texas. Welcome. Welcome to Nashville. Honored to have you. Anybody else? What? Europe. Because I don't know where that is. <laughs> Stand up. We're glad to have you. Stand up, please. <laughs> God bless you. So honored to have you. Welcome to Nashville. Anybody? In, uh, I heard somebody else. Yes, sir. What is it? Michigan. Please stand, Michigan, and let us welcome you. Blessed and honored to have you. I can pronounce Michigan. I don't know. <laughs> Anybody else? Okay, good. So I just, I just am so excited that all of you are here today at Regeneration Nashville, that we get the opportunity to worship together as a family. God has made us one, and I love that, to worship with my family. Uh, this week is a very, very special week. Uh, Monday through Friday of this week, Regeneration Nashville will be fasting and praying together. And I just, yes... What did I say? <laughs> I think I'm just going to go sit down if no one minds. 
So, so it's Wednesday through Friday. I just wanted to see if you were listening. I really knew. So Wednesday through Friday, we are going to be fasting together as a church family. And this is a power. So, so I'm just going to say this. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say this. The, Lord, the Holy Ghost spoke to me today. And the Lord said that there is a spirit of delay that is going to be broken this week off of your life. A spirit of delay. Man, I feel it in the Holy Ghost. I feel it in the Holy Ghost. I do. There's been a delay on some of our lives. Delay holding back our money, holding back our, our prodigals, holding back business deals. There's a spirit of delay. And God's breaking that thing this week and this fast. Woo! Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo! Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, somebody. Shout to the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, just release it. Come on, somebody, release it. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. It's breaking. There's a breakthrough. Hallelujah to God. Man, the Holy Ghost is in the place. I'm just going to turn it over to Pastor Kent. Give the Lord a hand of praise. Hallelujah. God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The, the anointing in this house today is a wrecking ball in the kingdom of darkness. And I'm telling you by the Spirit, we are, we are beginning to see things that we have never seen before. And I just declare the name of the Lord that the spirit of breakthrough is upon us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As the apostle, the prophet, and the pastor of this house, I command every demon spirit that's in this building that's been on your life in the name of the Lord, I curse you in the name of Jesus, and I declare that today you are set free by the power of the Lord, that while you are here in the house of God, I send the angels of the Lord into your homes, onto your property right now in the name of Jesus, that every hindering demon spirit, every devouring demon spirit of hell that's come against you in this sanctuary in the name of the Lord, we break in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We're not a normal house. We are an unusual. Hallelujah. Peter said we are a peculiar people. While you're standing, we're just going to go to the word of the Lord. Uh, if you want to put it on the screen, we're going to be reading out of 2 Timothy 3.16. I'm going to read Matthew 24 and verse 35. I'm going to read out of Isaiah 55 and 11. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. All scripture. Not some. All scripture. From the first verse of Genesis to the last verse of Revelation. All scripture has been given by the inspiration. The word inspiration means God breathed. That's what it reads in the original. All scripture has been God breathed. 
and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, instruction, and righteousness, that the man of God or the woman of God may be perfect or mature and thoroughly furnished. That means you will have everything that you need for every good work. Matthew 24, this is the chapter that Jesus is explaining about the end times and what's getting ready to take place. So it is very applicable to the posture that we as a church are in right now. Matthew chapter 24 and verse... Um, Let's start with verse 34. Verily, verily, I say to you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word, my words shall not. When we talk about somebody dying, what do we say they did? They passed away. So the Lord is saying, the earth and the heavens will die before the words that God has spoken will ever die. One more verse out of Isaiah chapter 55. Starting with verse 10 and 11. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and makes it, the earth doesn't have any choice, makes it bring forth and bud. Why? That it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. This is our key verse here. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me unfulfilled, empty, void, dead, which I please, but it shall accomplish that which I please. That not only will it accomplish it, but it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Now, Lord, we thank you for thy word today. God, that today, Lord, we're going to make the devil tremble as I release the word of the Lord under the unction of the Holy Ghost and the anointing of God that is in this building we declare that strongholds are crumbling right now in the atmosphere and that the word of the Lord will be sent out as a clarion call unto thy people to believe that you have declared it and it shall be done in the name of Jesus. You may be seated. The title of my message today would be it is written. Hallelujah. Just because 
you outlaw the Bible or burn it doesn't mean it's not going to come to pass. One verse says this about prophecy, that holy men of old were moved on by the Holy Ghost to speak the words of the Lord. There are in the atmosphere right now, if you could see it, God has got me in a place right now where I'm really feeling the need that we have to come into another dimension of the spirit realm. The reason most believers walk in defeat is because the spiritual things of God cannot be discerned or understood by the natural man. And if you are trying to lay hold on God through your natural mind, you will be an abject failure because you have to step over into the realm of the Spirit. For only the Holy Spirit discerns the things of the Spirit. May God right now anoint your minds in the name of the Lord. He breaking curses off of you in the name of the Lord. We're breaking generational declarations off of you in the name of the Lord. You are healed right now in the name of Jesus. The devourer is broken off you right now in the name of Jesus. Why? Because it is written. It is written. It is written. And it will not return unto me void. So I loose it as an arrow of deliverance into the sanctuary unto those that are under the sound of my voice around the world. The anointing of God is breaking the yokes off of you in Jesus' name. There are some absolutes that are going to happen that the enemy cannot stop. Because God said, if I write it, it cannot be returned unto me void. First that we know of God is that he first spoke the word. In the beginning was the word. The earth was without form and void. Darkness is on the face of the deep. What happens? God steps on the edge of nothing and he begins to speak the word. When the word was spoken, there was a shift in the atmosphere. Darkness lost its grip on what it had owned for eons of time. And the word of God being spoken, hallelujah, began to cause an alignment of what the enemy had ruled over. Could it be that there has not been the victories that we have desired to see in the United States of America? It's because we have not had the faith to believe it. God says this, do what I did and say what I said. You will never walk in faith until you believe 
believe that what God has said is an irrevocable decree that cannot be repealed, cannot be blotted out, cannot be changed by the laws of men or the courts of men. But there is a higher court that is ruling supremely in the atmosphere today over the powers of darkness. God said it, then he demonstrated it, and then he wrote it. This is why everything is about the word. When God was coming back to create a new creation, the word was made flesh. Then the word, hallelujah, redeemed us. I believe it's Colossians that says that the worlds have been framed by the word of God. The New Testament is almost a repetition of the Old Testament. Apostle Paul and Peter and the writers, most of their writings, they are quoting what was declared in the old creation before the blood of the Lamb was slain. But Calvary took the blood and gave power to the declarative word of the Lord. There is life. In the blood, we sing about it today. You cannot kill us. Hallelujah. I am a wrecking ball in the Holy Ghost that's going to come through the powers of darkness. There has to be an assurance that where you stand in God, that the powers and the anointing that is in you is greater than the anointing of the enemy's world. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You must stand on the word of God because it is written. Jesus declared through by demonstration that when it has been written in the book, and I believe the Holy Ghost wrote this book, Jesus was the Word made flesh, but he said, I'm going away, and the Spirit of truth will come, and he will bring back to your remembrance whatsoever things I have spoken to you. And I believe that this is why out of all of the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, that the Father and the Son, according to the Bible, are resting in heaven right now. And the only part of God that's in the earth that is working is the Holy Ghost, making intercession for us. But part of that is he is protecting what has been written by the word of God in the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. And so when Jesus is getting ready, he has now been anointed, hallelujah, by the Spirit of God. Every time anointing comes into the equation, the word is challenged. The enemy will never persecute a church that he's not afraid of. 
Anytime the enemy comes after you, it is a sure sign that you are a troublesome to him and that he is worried. No wonder the enemies tried to keep us homeless and shift from one place to the next and release all kinds of things against us. But we are still standing by the power of God. Why? Because of the prophetic word of the Lord that has been released in the atmosphere over us. Freedom today in the name of Jesus. That this day may you leave changed forever by the power of God. May the wealth of the wicked be released to you right now in the name of Jesus may God take his iron hand and break the chains of darkness that are ruling over your life, over your business over your home, over your mortgage may there be a cancellation that is declared out of heaven over you that you are set free by the power of God for where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty yeah. hallelujah what do you do when the enemy catches you by yourself? What do you do when he isolates you and there is no intercessor to stand with you? What do you do when you're alone? You do what Jesus did. The Spirit led him into the wilderness. One word says he was driven into the wilderness to be tested by the devil. This confrontation was not about assessing Jesus and his anointing. This confrontation was about letting the devil know that there is somebody on the earth that you have no control over. Up until this point, the enemy had triumphed almost every human being in some form or manner. They had tripped up and made some mistake. But here is the word made flesh standing in the wilderness. And the enemy comes after him with everything that he's got. And he says, I know you're hungry. You hadn't eaten for 40 days. You have in you the ability to turn a rock into bread. What did Jesus do? He said, it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone. What was he declaring? Now, devil, you think that my substance and my energy would come from turning a rock into bread and eating it. But I don't live by natural food. My sustaining strength is by the bread of life. And I am the bread of life. The devil's head is swirling says, well, you're the son of God. Why don't you jump off this high spot? Let's see what you're made of. Jesus looked at him and said, it is written. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Hallelujah. Something being released to the atmosphere right now by the Spirit of the Lord. What is happening? I am loosing the Word of God. It is written. It is written. It is written that you are not captives, but you are free. For the Spirit of the Lord is liberty. 
last one was to make Jesus doubt his pedigree, his anointing, his identity. That's what's happening to the church right now. It's not just in the natural that there is an identity crisis. That men and women don't know if they're a man or they're a woman. You realize how much darkness it takes to loose. And it's very interesting that this is really not a global problem. This is a United States of America problem. It might be to some degree in Europe. But there is an identity crisis in this nation that people don't know who they are. And the enemy's coming and saying, I know you think you're a man, but you're really a woman. Or they're coming to a woman, I think, that you know you are a woman, but you're really a man. And there's this confusion. But there's also an identity crisis in the church. We don't know who we are. Are we Pentecostal? Are we a group that meets just to be on a social level? Are we here to just be a bridge between ideologies that have clashed together? I got news for you. We are the body of Christ. I have no identity crisis today who we are. I know who we are. We are many members, but one body. We are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Why? It is written. It is written. It is written. The devil ran from Jesus. Because it was written, Matthew 21, 13 says this, I know that prayer has become lost in the church. Over the years, we've had corporate prayer almost from the conception of this church. It is amazing to me how many preachers don't know how to pray. I can't tell you how many ministers have come and gone in our congregation and they don't know how to pray. I would watch them sit and be silent or just mumble something and they did not know how to pray. Preachers should lead the charge in how to pray. Why is this church unusual on Saturday mornings of the first of every month? We'll have 150, 250 people in this building. Why is that happening? Because it is written, my house shall, not maybe, not I hope so, not if it turns out right, my house shall be called a house of prayer. What is that? That means uh, that in this nation, not in Africa, not in Nigeria, not in India, not in Botswana, but in this nation also, uh, my house uh, shall be called uh, a house of prayer. We're not going to dwindle down. Uh, it's going to get greater and stronger until our prayer meetings look like a Sunday afternoon. You can't kill prayer. It's the language of the believer. 
It is how God fellowships with his people. Are we going to grow or is this a temporary strange phenomenon? Galatians 4.27 says, It is written, Rejoice thou barren that bearest not, and shout for joy, for the desolate will have many more children than she which had a husband. We're going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Why? Because we're not here to build a personal kingdom. We are here to lift up the name of Jesus. Have people ask the pastor, you know, are you concerned about the national exposure and the international exposure and, and the building and all of that? Not at all, because I'm not building my kingdom. We're building the kingdom of the Lord. So that means that if we're just totally consumed with building the kingdom of God, then everything would just get better and better and better. For of his kingdom, there shall be no end. Hear me say it, the Lord, I'm getting ready to release signs, wonders, and miracles, not just in the body of Christ, but it's going to be to bring the lost in. For they have stood and said, it is fake, there is no God, but the Lord said, I'm going to do things that are so astounding that they will fall to their knees and say, surely only the Lord could have done this because of the prayers of the saints, but also because it is written. Matthew 16, 17 through 18. This is what he writes. These signs shall follow them. It could be that we have not operated in the signs and wonders and the miracles because we've had the equation backwards. We have chased signs, chased wonders, chased miracles. You can't hardly put anybody in a building. We're an exception. You can have a prophetic conference or fill the building up. But I could bring you three or four men that can preach the pain off the walls under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And people don't want to come after that. They want the exceptional, the unusual, titillating. They're after the signs and wonders and the miracles. But the Bible doesn't say, and you shall chase after signs, wonders, and miracles. He said, no, these signs shall follow. If you chase after God, signs and wonders will follow you. In my name, they shall cast out devils. <clears throat> That's almost an extinct practice in the body of Christ. 
The Baptists don't cast out demons. The Methodists don't cast out demons. Say, now, don't be picking on them. The Charismatics don't cast out demons either. And a lot of Pentecostals don't. So I'm putting them all in the same basket. It takes authority to cast out demons. Hallelujah. You cannot cast out demons if there is any area in your life that any spirit has authority in. Because it negates your authority. If there is a demon in your soul realm, then you will not have authority to cast out other demons. This is why your position in God must be secure. That when you come after demon spirits, that you have the authority. That the scripture says the seven sons of a high priest raised in church had no clue about the gospel. Saw somebody demon-possessed and said, in the name of Jesus, we command you to leave. Demon looked at him and said, I know Paul, and I know Jesus, but I don't have a clue who you are. And then he said, get him, boys. And the Bible said they stripped their clothes off and wounded them, and the guys ran away naked. There are dimensions that the church has been afraid to touch I have more anointing in me right now than any demon has in this building. <clears throat> so I command every demon spirit, every harassing spirit, every spirit of infirmity that's in this building, in the name of the Lord, I command you to march out of this building in the name of Jesus, for this is the house of the Lord, and these are the saints of God, and you have no divine right. You have no legal right in the name of the Lord. Let their kids go right now, you foul spirits. Every homosexual demon on your children, I rebuke in the name of Jesus, and I command you, let them go in the name of the Lord. Release them in Jesus' name. These are things that are beginning to happen. How do we know that we're going to see the sick healed? It's the last part of Matthew 18, the verse 18. <clears throat> says, they shall lay hands on the sick. And if everything lines up, they might have a miracle. That's not what it said. It is written... They shall, they shall, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. They shall be healed in the name of Jesus. We are invading the powers and the dimension of the enemy today uh, that this platform is anointed uh, under the Holy Ghost. Uh, but I'm releasing the ability to heal on you in the name of Jesus. And as you march into family reunions, uh, as you go into your jobs, uh, as you go into your workplace, uh, as you go into your schools uh, and your colleges, uh, today may there be released an apostolic anointing of 
upon you to lay hands on the sick with boldness and to see them healed in the name of Jesus. This is going to happen. It doesn't matter if the devil tries to stop it. You can guard the tomb all you want. You put the guard out too late. Should have done it back in Isaiah. Hallelujah. Should have been done it early on in Matthew. Destroy this temple. And in three days, I will raise it up. Hallelujah. I am resurrection and life. What was he doing? He was releasing the word of the Lord. That even though it looked like it was over, and he has been tortured to death and violated and torn up and laying in a tomb, desolate, forsaken, and rejected. Yet while they guarded that tomb in the natural, the word, the word, hallelujah, was standing at the entrance of the tomb. What are you waiting for, word? I got another 20 hours. I got down, down to 15, then 10, and then the word saw that when it hit the third day, he declared it is written and he spoke it and all of a sudden inside of the tomb wounds begin to heal that the Bible says the glory of the latter house shall be greater than that of the former how do I know we win it is written how do I know you're, you're going to be triumphant it is written how do I know you're going to have the wealth of the wicked it is written The sixth chapter of Daniel, because he was a godly man and a praying man, the governors were jealous of his position where he stood in relationship with King Darius. So they came to the king and they said, you need to make a decree for the next period of time no man can worship anybody or give honor but to the king. I believe 30 days. And the king signed it. Then they came back and said, now, we just, the Bible says this, that when Daniel knew it was signed, he went back to his house, prayed towards, I believe, Jerusalem, and begin to release worship with full knowledge of what had just been passed in law. And when they came back to the king, they said, we found him violating what you wrote in decree. And they said this, the law of the Mede and the Persians cannot be changed. And King James says it cannot be altered. You have to put him in the lion's den. 
this natural law could not be changed. So Darius, with great remorse, drops Daniel in that pit with these <clears throat> man-eating lions. What does God do? <clears throat> he can't change what man wrote, so he just makes it so it won't work. Because he looked <clears throat> at the angels and they said, yeah, you hand me some of that water. <clears throat> Thank you. Takes an army. <laughs> I can be funny, believe it or not. <clears throat> Angel says, what are we going to do? The Lord says, <clears throat> can't change the law. So why don't you just go down there and fix it? Bible said when King Darius came early in the morning because he's going to sleep all night, rolls away the stone and says, Oh, Daniel, is thy God whom thou servest able to deliver you? Daniel said, Oh, King, my God sent an angel and stopped the mouth of the lions. <clears throat> this is what I felt like the Holy Ghost wanted me to make this point with this story. There have been laws passed in the earth and in this nation that we can't change them. They're in effect. But just because they're in effect doesn't mean they will have success against us. That God will put into the equation a divine insert that what should have worked and what should have happened didn't happen. And then, hallelujah, this is what I like. God takes the same law that was meant to extinguish his servant and puts it back on the head of those that wrote it. And the same law that was meant to kill Daniel Kill them because the king put them in the prison and the lions destroyed them by the power and the obedience of the Holy Ghost. I tell you by the word of the Lord that all of this rhetoric and all of this stuff, just because man writes it doesn't mean it supersedes the word of the Lord. It is written, my people who are called by my name, when they pray, I will hear from heaven and I will open up the heavens upon them. We are coming into the greatest release of the glory and of the majesty of God that we have ever seen in this hour. There is resurrection anointing in the name of the Lord. I break every spirit that rules in this city in the name of the Lord and declare in the next 24 hours that there is a release of a supernatural angel of God that begins to pull down the enemy's camp. Hey, how do you know that will happen? 
Romans 16 and 20. Now, the God of peace shall crush. Word King James says bruise, but if you look it up, the original means to crush completely. Now, the God of peace, this is a very interesting, it's almost an oxymoron. Because he's called the God of peace, yet he's implementing war. See, that's the problem that so many people have about God in this hour. And what God's just love. Everything goes. Whatever you want, just go ahead. God's love. He's for peace. Yes, he is. But the threat of war is the greatest deterrent of war. And it's the greatest preservation, preservation of peace. Now, the God of peace shall crush completely Satan under your feet. And then he ends it with this, shortly. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's the only time I like that word, short. <clears throat> Maybe that means a short guy is going to be part of it. But what I'm telling you is that it is written for you and I. It ain't over. The God of peace shall shortly crush completely the head of the devil under your feet. Hallelujah. 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 There is something supernatural getting ready to take place in the atmosphere by the power of God. I declare that million dollar checks, five million dollar checks are coming in, not just for this building, but for that which God is yet to do with regeneration Nashville. We command every spirit, every delayed demon spirit that has held up the mail, held up the blessings of God. We rebuke you in the name of the Lord. Yeah. So well, that, that's not Bible. Yes, it is. Malachi 3.10. Bring your tithes into the storehouse. <clears throat> and because it is written, I will, not if I feel like it, not if I have enough money in the bank this week in heaven. I will open, not the window, but the windows of heaven. And I'm not going to give you a drop, but he said, I'm going to pour it out. I'm going to pour it out until there is not room enough 
to receive what I'm going to do for you in the name of the Lord. I release a blessing of debt free on you. I release homes given to you that are the best homes in the neighborhood paid for in Jesus' name. I release retirement to you in the name of the Lord. I release the wealth of the sinner to you in the name of Jesus. I declare that it is written because you and I are tithers. God said I'm raising the windows. I'm lifting the windows in heaven and I'm pouring, I'm pouring, I'm pouring out on you a blessing that you can't even contain it. There are things getting ready to happen in the earth that the devil cannot stop because the Lord said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never pass away. The word can't die. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost is guarding the word. What has been spoken and what has been written. The Holy Spirit is a sentinel that is standing over the spoken word of God. Things that you felt an unction in prayer to declare five years ago, ten years ago. Your guardian angel is standing over that declaration that when the devourer has come in to try to kill your son and your daughter, he can't because the word of God, it is written, train a child in the ways that he should go. And when they are old, they will not depart from it. There has been a misinterpretation and has brought a cynicism to many people that they think that if I raise my child in church, they'll never backslide. That's not what it's saying. It's saying this. When you raised your child in church, and you train them in the house of God, and they stray, and they're in the pit, and they're sitting on the bar stool, and they're in the midst of great sin. They can't enjoy it because there's an inherent residence of the word of the Lord that brings conviction. And even though for a moment they enjoy it, when they go to bed at night, there's this little nagging voice that says, I need to go home. I ain't liking this. I know I'm not going to make it to heaven if I keep living like this. And one day, hallelujah, they come to themselves. Why? Because it is written, train a child in the ways that they should go. And when they're old, they will not depart from it. That means there's a whole bunch of people getting ready to come home that were raised in church, baptized in the Holy Ghost, and we're declaring, hell, let them go. In the name of the Lord, you demon spirits of hell, you let our children go. In the name of the Lord, and they're coming home. They're coming home. Coming home. Why? It is written.
I won't hold you too much longer. But I have a couple more points that I need to make. I actually was going to preach this message last Sunday and God changed my mind. But it's been burning in my spirit. There is this feeling that almost of helplessness that's gotten a hold of the Christians in this hour. That there's nothing we can do about it. The situation of our nation. Listen, what, what we have seen happen has only happened in like the last three years. And, and I, I, I need to address this because I'm, I get emails and that, you know, self-appointed prophet went on a rant against the LBGQT. Is that, is, that, is that how you say that? No? What, how you say it? Huh? No, no, I shouldn't. Why would I be asking you? You don't know it. <laughs> yeah, what she said. <laughs> this church, and I'm going to say this to that community, we are not your enemy. And in eternity you will find out we were your greatest friend. Because in every segment, there's always a radical core. There's the skinheads with the white people, Ku Klux Klan. There's a radical group in the black movement, you know, Black Panthers and, and all of that. There is in the Muslim group. Not all Muslims want to go out and we just talked to a Muslim this week and they talked about we just need to have peace. And so you cannot judge an entire segment of people by a few. <clears throat> and so the radical voices for the gay community don't represent all of those people because most of them are kind hardworking talented gifted compassionate people but I have to say it because <clears throat> I believe in the Bible <clears throat> if we are wrong then everybody's fine in eternity. If we're right, there's a whole bunch of people in trouble. So the reason that I preach against the gay lifestyle is Romans chapter 9 says, and men who practice homosexuality will not inherit the kingdom of God in Romans 1. And so I'm not targeting anybody. I'm just quoting the book. If the book is real, there is a hell and there is a heaven. And you can't get into heaven by violating the principles of the Lord. Now, this just doesn't include the gay community. It includes the unforgiving, judgmental hypocrites that sit in the house of God. The adulterers. Anybody. The word of the Lord is a pure book. 
And so please don't ever think that this is released out of hatred. I'm on your side. My son was gay and God delivered him. We are your hope. Because I'm telling you that there is power in this building to set you free by the power of the Lord. If we can become more focused on the gospel instead of fighting a natural battle and trying to enact vengeance on these people that we feel like is destroying our country, God is going to take care of you. You say, well, pastor, how do we know that? Romans 12, 19, it is written, vengeance is mine. Vengeance means to protect and to defend one person from another. To punish or to vindicate one's rights or to do one justice. It is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. That means that whoever invented the coronavirus, you are in big trouble. Fauci, you are in big trouble. Whoever kept the cure for the coronavirus from being released to the population and told us you have to wear a mask, destroy your business, and separate for six feet, they are in big trouble. So the Lord says, vengeance is mine. We don't have to do anything. We're just going to be like Daniel, sit in the middle of the lion's den and look at our enemy and hear the angels. Got the mouth of the lion, just shut up. Here comes a lion after Daniel. Angel reached out, said, not today, big boy. Just reaches over, pulls him over to him, puts his hand around his mouth and holds him until he is released for Daniel's enemies. God is up to something and it is just beginning. It is written. It is written, saith the Lord. God is not going to leave us, not revenge or justified. I got one more verse for you. Two. 1 Corinthians 3.19 reads. This is how it reads. It is written, he taketh the wise in their own craftiness. That means that all of these people who thought they were so smart passed all these referendums, did all these things behind closed doors, have hid behind the Constitution of America, shut down our churches, and laughed. God said the foolishness of God is greater than the wisdom of men. And he said, it is written. I am going to catch them in their own craftiness. We'll end up with this verse. This disrespect for this book. 
this disrespect for the Lord Jesus Christ. For every studio in Hollywood and every other city that is cranking out these movies, that every other word is Jesus Christ and GD. They never say, oh, Muslim, damn. Oh, Muhammad, damn. Why? Because there's no power in those names. That's why people curse when they say GD and Jesus Christ. Why do you think they say that? Because even as an unbeliever, when it comes out of their mouth, they feel some authority in it. There is power in the name of Jesus. May every studio be destroyed by the power of God that has so disrespected the name of Jesus Christ. Say, what's well, too late, Pastor? No, it's not. Romans 14 and 11 says, It is written. As I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus, hallelujah, is Lord of glory. That means that there are some absolutes that are getting ready to take place in the United States of America and in our sister nation, Canada. Hallelujah. That their knees, these impervious people to the blood of Jesus. God said, I'm going to cause them. I'm going to force you to go to your knee and you're going to declare. I have to declare, Jesus, you are Lord. Jesus, you are Lord. I bow to you in the name of the Lord. God said get ready and rejoice because you're getting ready to see a switch and a turnaround by the power of God and our buildings that were empty are going to be full and the glory and the majesty and the anointing of God. Your shepherds are coming back. Your children are coming back. Your healing's coming back. Your prosperity's coming back. Why? It is written. Stand with me. That's why I read to you Isaiah 55, 11. God said, I sent my word. That means that it's swirling right now. If you could see it in the Holy Ghost, if God would open your eyes all over you, this building, there are verses that are in the atmosphere that are declaring over your children, declaring over your health, declaring over your business, declaring over your mind. Because God said, they can't come back until they prosper. And they will return, hallelujah, with success. So this week, ask God to let you get into the spirit realm. Unbelief happens 
when you don't believe the book. You need to do what Jesus did. The next time the devil comes and says, your child ain't coming home. Say, it is written. I trained them up in the ways that they should go. They got to come home because God's word cannot return unto him or to me void. To all of you tithers that are struggling financially, I declare that the heavens are opened over you this week. In the name of Jesus, this week, that the heavens are open over you financially. Inheritances that begin to get. Lawyers send you letters that say an uncle you never met just left you his whole estate. Money coming in you never knew about. Hallelujah. God blessing you in the name of the Lord. What is that? Tithe and I will rebuke the devourer. So you and I have already done our part. So God now has to do his part. So how do we know this work? Sum it up in this one verse. God cannot lie. God cannot lie. And I truly believe the reason some of our breakthroughs have taken so long that God wanted to do it almost immediately, but our unbelief delayed it. I want my prayer partners to come, and I want us to do something as a church. Because, and I have done this personally with the Lord. As soon as our prayer partners come, you can come if you need a prayer partner, <clears throat> but I want the whole church to come. Come on, and let's fill this up because we're going to do something together in the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> my mic on amen God bless you come on fill it up listen to me the word works I've seen God do things I came and get get up as close as you can come on let's fill it up let's not be shy we're many members but one body The devil is an intimidator, <clears throat> and he is a thief. A thief never steals to give back. And the enemy wants to take from us, and he also wants to withhold what is ours. There are some things the devil stole, but there are some things that are being delayed. The greatest enemy that you have is the spirit of unbelief. So I want us as, a, as individuals to raise our hands, and I want us to repent to the Lord, God, that I have not believed the word, that you cannot lie. And today, God, I am stepping over into the spirit realm. 
Give me a mind and the spirit to discern the things of the Holy Ghost. Go ahead, lift up your voice. <clears throat> Don't do it out of your out of your mind. Once you begin to release it, Lord, we we repent. Hallelujah. That when we declared that when we turned the key, it would be debt free. We repent for the unbelief that said that can't happen. Lord, we repent that we would look at our spouse and say, I don't think they're ever going to get saved. We repent, Lord, that even though we were tithers, we've made the statement that God just doesn't bless me. God, we, re we command the spirit of unbelief to leave this building, to leave our lives. And God, today, we're declaring, if you said it, I believe it. It is written. It is written, the greatest days of the church. Hallelujah. Now, just let, as Jasmine begins to lead us in worship, I want you to go back and begin to come into agreement with things that you have asked God to do. This is how I fight my battles. Come on. This is how I fight. So this is Cheryl Cook. She has osteoporosis and because of that shattered tibia. Osteoporosis. Name is Cheryl. Bones weak, don't it? And Cheryl? All right, well, I've seen a lot of videos of A. Allen and Catherine Kuhlman, Oral Roberts. Just lay hands on somebody. Hey, Sunday. Let's declare that today. Now, Father, we thank you that, Lord, when we lay hands on Cheryl, the anointing of God is going to go through her bones, and this demon spirit of osteoporosis is cast out in the name of the Lord. God, that she's going to dance. God, she's going to run from this day on. Lord, no more disease. Now, in the name of Jesus, Holy Ghost, we loose the word of the Lord. It is written, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. We command the spirit of osteoporosis to come out of your body. And Lord, we command this tibia, heal, go back into place. Every fiber, every break, be gone in the name of the Lord. And oh, God, I thank you. Hallelujah. Now, Lord, we rest. You cannot lie. God, you said it. I'm laying my hands on her. Now you do it. In the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Power of God, hit her. Hallelujah. Go through her leg. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. From the top of your head to the sole of your feet, I loose the word of God that it is written, they shall, hallelujah, run and not be weary. Beyond all of 
Sunday. Oh, God, and a sign to the unbeliever. Today, God, not next Sunday. Today, in the name of the Lord, we loose the word of God in her. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Atmosphere is charged for miracles. It is charged with miracles. Exodus 23 and 19 says this, For God is not a man that he can lie, nor the son of man that he can change his mind. Have I not said it? And will I not do it? Will I not perform it? Will I not act upon my word, says the Lord? And the Spirit of the Lord says that no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against you, oh, you shall condemn. For this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And his our righteousness is of him, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want us just to pray together. Man, I just feel I, I just feel it in the Holy Ghost, this spirit of delay, this demon spirit. See, Joseph was in a prison, 
And the baker and the cupbearer came in and they had a dream. Joseph interpreted the dreams and the baker was beheaded. The cupbearer went back to the king, to Pharaoh, and he forgot about Joseph. And Joseph stayed in the prison two more years because of delay. And some of you are waiting on checks. You're waiting on promotions. You're waiting on prodigals to come home. You're waiting on your next break. You're waiting on your breakthrough. You're waiting, oh my God, you're waiting on your healing. You're waiting on your children to call. And God says, in the name of Jesus, come on church, let's pray. In the name of Jesus, we break that demon spirit that is sitting on your purpose, that is sitting on your blessing. And we command it in the name of Jesus to go. Every demon spirit of delay that is holding back the blessing of the Lord, we command you in the name of Jesus Christ to go. Come on, say it. Go in the name of Jesus. Come on, go in the name of Jesus. Satan, the Lord rebuke you in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody say in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Why? Because this is how we fight our battles. This is how we do it right here. This is how we're overcomers. By the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. I want to tell you this real quick. We're gonna, I'm, and I'm going to let Jasmine sing us out. But I had a lady right before church. I don't know if you remember this, but last week, Pastor Kent said, in the next 24 hours, you're going to get a breakthrough. He said that last Sunday. And he said it this Sunday. I just got to, the Holy Ghost just said this, and I got to tell you, every word of God is an opportunity. Within every word of God, there is an open door to your purpose and to your blessing. You decide, you decide, do I open the door of that scripture? Do I stand on the word of God? Do I open that door and walk through it by faith? Every word of God is an opportunity. So there's a lady here today. Where are you at, Sonia? Where's Sonia? Over here, over here. She's probably praying on somebody, powerful woman. She said, you know, last week, Pastor Kent said, in the next 24 hours, somebody's going to get a miracle, get a breakthrough. And she said, in one day, I got three calls, and we gained $15,000. Is that right? that we were not expecting. Isn't that right? Yeah, three calls in one day, $15,000. How many of you could use a blessing right now? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we lay hold on that word that pa Pastor Kent spoke to us, that in the next 24 hours, blessing and increase and breakthrough will come. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. It is written, what things soever you desire, believing when you pray, those things you shall have. Ask and ye shall receive. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be open unto you for it. Woo! Hallelujah. 
we come into agreement by faith with every word that was spoken today. And we say yes and amen in Jesus' name. Go ahead, Jasmine, sing us out. I love